Hey, welcome to Marginally, a podcast about writing, work, and friendship. I'm Olivia, a consultant living in Ukraine and London, working on a novel and daydreaming about lots of other projects. And I'm Megan, a librarian and freelance indexer, writing about complex women's friendships for both young adult and adult audiences. As you know, this season we are exploring community. One of the reasons we started this podcast was we wanted to talk about writing in day jobs with other writers, and we just didn't find an existing space. So later, when we wanted to be part of a small critique group, it made sense for us to start our own. The resulting collective is one of the things we are the most proud of. Today's episode is a discussion we recorded in May with some of last session's collective members about what works and what doesn't, and we hope it gives you some tips and encouragement for starting your own. Let us know if you do. In this episode, we talk to Amy Dressler, Erin Levins, Nicole Roth, and Stephanie Bucklin. Links to their websites are in the show notes, so you can check them out. You can also find links to collective members Peter Amos and Sarah Hawkins, who weren't able to join, but who are also doing some exciting writing things. As you may or may not know, this season has been, like we kind of do seasons like September to May, and this season has been about friendship and about uh, like writing projects together or how friends keep you motivated to write and things like that. And obviously um, a writing group is different than like friendships sometimes. Um, but it is one of the motivating factors. It's like a way of being kind of social in your writing practice. And so we wanted to talk to you. And also we just did this big experiment with setting up a writing group. Uh, so we wanted to kind of just have a discussion with everybody about, uh, we'll just kind of go through, I think, pretty free form discussion like, what did you enjoy about it? Like, you know, do you think it, like what's been helpful about having a writing group? Um, what would you do differently if you were setting up your own writing group or what are tips that you would think about um, if you might want to set one up? Because it's kind of also about, you know, the wider audience and having them think about like, you know, how they can take some control of some of these things. Like it's pretty easy to set up your own writing group if you want to do it. So. Um, basically like that. Okay, so I think uh, rather than us going through like a long uh, introduction of each of you, maybe we'll go around um, and, and have you introduce yourselves if you're fine with that, like what kind of writing you're doing and what drew you to the writing group. And then that gives the listeners also like potentially a way of recognizing people's voices as well. Uh, thank you all for joining. Uh, anyone can, <laughs> anybody can go first. Like, we'll just take volunteers. I can go first, I guess. Um, my name's Nicole Roth. Um, I've been writing probably since like elementary school, like silly little kids' stories. Um, but now I write more realistic, like family drama type stories. Um, so I wrote one novel that I finished and I've been working on just a bunch of random projects. I think in the beginning I told you guys about like a con artist story I was doing, which I am writing, but not. So I'm working on that and a lot of short stories. Uh, I'm Stephanie. I live in Michigan and I'm working on a thriller right now. Um, I found marginally podcast through your interview with Jane Friedman. Uh, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, I found the podcast um, because I yeah, knew I Megan a little bit. Uh, what are you writing? Like, what are you working on? Group, and both of I our careers have right diverged. I'm Amy. Um, I found the podcast because I knew Megan a little bit through a professional group, and both of our careers have diverged a little bit since then, but we've stayed in touch. Um, I am working on right now a couple of different projects in different stages that are romantic comedy updates of Shakespeare comedies. So I have a almost finished project that's based on As You Like It, and I am just starting to outline something based on Much Ado About Nothing. I think that's it. Okay, so I am Erin. I live in Virginia, and um, I've been, well, same with some of you have said, I've been working, like, writing since I was so young, and then sometimes, you know, you reach a certain age, and you're like, how am I still writing, but I feel like I haven't done anything with my writing as, you know, big as I wanted it to be, but it's just 
still plugging along. And then to find you guys and just to find your podcast, just really, and even having a writing group just sparks some new motivation and some new camaraderie to realize that there's other people in the same situation. Um, so right now I've been working on historical fiction, but I keep flip-flopping back and forth between two ideas and one I've had for 15 years, which I think that kind of holds me back too, because I'm like, well, if you've had this idea for 15 years, then why are you still, you know, maybe it's not a good idea. So, but anyway, so one was about um, astronomers or female astronomers in Nantucket in the 19th century. And then another one is uh, about Braddock's Road outside of Pittsburgh and to do with Fort Duquesne. That's the one I've been obsessed with for like 15 years. So I keep going back and forth on which one I want to work on. And that kind of holds me back too, but that's a whole other story. So, uh, yeah, I think everybody has those ideas that keep like pulling them back. So totally understand that. Um, as an aside, like our interview with uh, Jenny Nash, like where she talks, I mean, it's, this is pretty basic stuff, but she is talking about how, like thinking about why you want to write something and like why you are the person to write it and all of that. Like that's really allowed me to release a couple of different ideas where I'm like, like, I don't have to be the person that writes this thing. Like, it's just an idea, and just having an idea has helped. But I don't know, might be something to think about. It's sort of an aside from this discussion. Uh, but I do understand that. Um, okay, so our first question, open for discussion, uh, has been what, I mean, I guess, what made you interested in joining the writing group, and what have you gotten from it? Like, is it what you were expecting or not? Um, and Megan and I will actually answer these questions. So maybe one of us will start and the other person will finish or something. Um, since I'm already rambling, I'll kick <laughs> off. Um, but Megan can answer the next question. <laughs> um, so I, like, we started it because we wanted uh, a space to actually discuss. And I quite like the idea. I mean, aside from Megan, I don't know any of you. So I like the idea that you can just be brought together by only writing with people. So it's not, um, you know, somebody that you're a big group of people that you're already friends with, or maybe people that you already compete with or something like that. So I really enjoyed the idea of the fact that all of us just came together only because we wanted to do this um, writing group. Uh, and I think from my side, it was interesting because at first, you know, it took us, I think, a while for us to figure out what how do we want to share? How often? Like it was very, I mean, Megan and I were committed to the idea that this was collective. And so we were all kind of creating it together, but also then it's like scary to put your idea out there. So I think it sort of started a little bit slow um, in some ways, but we definitely, I think, started sharing a lot more uh, the last several months and uh, sharing a lot more writing, I think. Like if you look at the volume of writing that we've been sharing the last few months compared to the beginning. So I was really happy and I like, I like the direction that it's developing um, from that point of view. What about you all? So I think I had taken a long hiatus from writing and had started up again about six months before the collective started. And I hadn't connected very much with other writers recently. So it's just very valuable to me to have some communication and feedback from other people who are doing the same thing. Um, and also just support for keeping the process going. Um, I really love the focus of the podcast and the focus of our group on writing kind of being just one of the things that's going on for us. We all have day jobs and families and other stuff we need to focus on. And it can be really hard sometimes to be invested in writing without being only invested in writing. Um, I've had a lot of day job turmoil actually since we started. So even when I am not able to have the mental space and the time to focus on my own stuff, um, I love being able to kind of jump into somebody else's work, spend an hour reading something and providing feedback and kind of keeping myself in that writer headspace. 
Yeah, I think uh, writing groups can be a little bit like finding lightning in a bottle, just in that I've joined a lot through different communities and they they don't often continue on. They can kind of start and peter out or you can you know join a Slack or something. And it's, it's hard to keep it going for a lot of reasons. And for um, this one, I really appreciated how engaged everybody was. I mean, there were things that were happening in my life where I dropped off for a little bit or other people might have dropped off and there's always like a lot of conversation going on and you know whether that's even about mayonnaise or jello salads sometimes um, there's always something to come back to. So. Um, and I was gonna say I just I feel like everyone is we're all kind of we didn't know each other before but we're very seem to be kindred spirits and all kind of you know give each other really great book recommendations. I've gotten so many recommendations from all of you, like books or, or writing articles or interviews, podcasts, and just they're so apropos to me because all of us kind of just, you know, have the same kind of vibe, I feel like. So even though, you know, we didn't know each other before. So it's been kind of a magical little um, mix. I totally agree. Someone mentioned, I think, Dreyer's English for a recommendation, which I was really excited about because I just read it and it was like something that um, it's very specific. So I can't really, you know, share it with my husband and be like, this is great. You should read it. Um, but it was cool to talk about other writers. Yeah, I think I like that a lot, too. I, um, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but a lot of my friends don't really read a lot. So just looking at all the book recommendations, it's like, yes, other people who read, it was so exciting. And um, I think also the fact that this came about around a podcast, I think was really what made it so successful to me because I think other writer groups, sometimes it's like around where you live or um, maybe around school or something. And sometimes it's just like, oh, you just happen to live in the same place which can bring you together, but I feel like around an idea, it felt a lot stronger to me than other groups I've been in. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Nicole. Um, and I guess for me, what I have really loved about this is um, we move a lot. In fact, we're moving next weekend. Uh, so <laughs> things are a little bit hairy around here. Um, we move a lot and while I can find like really good friends, um, it doesn't necessarily like interests don't necessarily overlap, especially like professional interests and um, like creative interests. And so what I really, one of the reasons that we wanted to start the podcast in the first place was to find people to talk to about writing because <laughs> it gets kind of lonely. Right. And um, one of the things that, like one of selfishly the reasons I wanted to do this was because I really wanted a writing group and I really needed people to talk to about writing and about all kinds of other stuff and to share. You can share this kind of stuff on, um, you know, Instagram or Twitter, or any place like that. And, but it feels like you're just, unless you develop like a huge following and you kind of focus on that, which is not something that I have the time, energy or interest in doing. Um, you, it feels like you're just kind of like throwing pebbles into a pond and, you know, waiting for someone to respond and they don't. And it's, it just can be weird. And it's also weird to me personally to carry on these like intimate conversations in like a public forum, um, which I mean, technically, I guess what is what we're doing right now, but uh, it's not like we do this all the time, but, you know, to use I'm not comfortable using Twitter as like my own personal, like instant messaging to date myself um, forum, which a lot of people are, and that's great. And I love to eavesdrop on them, but I don't particularly want to be eavesdropped on. Um, and so I was really missing that, that kind of final piece of community. I think we've grown up. Um, we had grown a lot of community around the podcast, but there was, we were still kind of, I, for me personally, I was just kind of missing some of the extra give and take and conversation. Really like the accountability of having, you know, at least every week or every other week, something to read and comment on. And like Amy was saying, just reading someone else's work and commenting on it is a, such a great way to stay in that writer's headspace. And I find sometimes, especially since I'm revising, that 
working on someone else's book helps me come back to my own with more detachment and kind of more of an editorial eye rather than a writing eye, um, which is helpful. So, um, yeah, I've just really enjoyed having a little more, um, I keep using this word and it's such a weird word, but a little more like intimacy around the, the writing process itself. Um, we talked before in an episode when we talked to you, Jess Leahy and KJ Delantonia about how you can have like writing friendships that start as friendships and turn into writing. And then you can have um, relationships that start just with writing and then you develop more like talk about personal things. And I think that's what's happened here and it's been really fun, so. So when you, what kinds of things would you, we've talked about what, we, what we're getting out of this, but um, for somebody who's interested in starting their own group or for us going forward, what kinds of suggestions do you have? I think Olivia hit on it too when she was talking about this is how we kind of started slowly because we weren't sure, neither she nor I wanted to be like, come in and be like the boss of this. And we really wanted it to be, um, helpful and and useful for everybody and everybody to have an equal voice um which is great but i think you just have if if that is what you want to do going forward you need to be patient with that and kind of let that grow um, because everybody is going to sit and not want to be the first one to jump in and so um it's helpful if you can be the first one to jump in but also be willing to when it's time and other people are ready to step back um, so you need to have some sort of some sort of understanding with everybody or with yourself, what kind of, what kind of uh, leadership style or um, governing uh, whatever. I, Amy would be better at coming up with these words, what sort of like <laughs> founding documents or principles or however you wanna operate. Cause there's lots of different ways for it to operate. And one of the things we talked about at the beginning was um, we shared a couple pieces about the, uh, workshop process and how traditional workshop is the writer shares and then sits quietly while everybody gives their comments and they don't respond and they just take them and then that's the end. And we talked about whether we thought that would be helpful for us at this stage or not and how we wanted to do it. And we settled on kind of a more conversational workshop um, without necessarily over explaining at the beginning. And I think that worked out really well. So just little things like that are important to come up with and also be willing to be flexible about changing stuff that's not working. Well, one thing that this is ironic to say since my video is not working right now, but I was thinking that doing this and seeing all of you guys, and I'm sorry that mine is so silly right now, um, would be it would be cool to do this like maybe not nearly once a week but once a month or once every other month to do some kind of video or if you were of course to have a writing group where everyone was local to meet up every now and then in person which of course you could do a lot more frequently if you were local but something like us it's it's cool to be able to see each other i feel like it adds like megan's word intimacy <laughs> kind of adds adds that and it adds another dimension to getting to know each other better and feeling a little more comfortable about sharing your work and comments and everything. So maybe kind of just a every now and then video aspect. I think it's really great to not be bound by geography. You know, we're scattered all over. Um, and that the, the, the approach to writing and the, I think it was Stephanie who said vibe, um, is way more important to having a connection. Um, it's interesting because our projects are all quite different, but I think that we tend to be in agreement about how we want to approach giving feedback and approach the way the group is run. Um, my day job is in um, municipal government, so I don't think we need bylaws or to take minutes. <laughs> if you want your writing group to be that structured, um, you're going to need to find a very specific group of people. <laughs> um, and just, um, I think that we all have an approach to feedback that is uh, kind and constructive. Um, 
And that's not something I've always encountered in writing groups. You know, you do get that kind of barrage of feedback without a lot of opportunity to provide context, which is useful both as the person getting feedback and the person giving feedback, because I don't want to throw comments into a vacuum and not hear back what the writer thinks of them or the reason they did, they made a choice that I'm commenting on. I, I want to know what was going on there in their process because that's how I learned for myself too. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think what Megan was saying, like setting up some rules in the beginning or just even talking about like what we wanted the feedback to look like or what we wanted the workshop to look like. I think that was a really valuable step to take and um, a worthwhile conversation because I think I have definitely been in groups where I just get a ton of feedback and I would have loved to explain or I would love to hear what other writers are thinking when they're writing something because you know sometimes you have this really great idea and maybe some of it comes out on the page but not all of it and it would be nice to know like what someone was thinking maybe how you could just change a sentence or two and get to what you really wanted to do and I feel like you get they're a lot faster when you're talking with the people who read your stuff. Yeah, definitely. I was just thinking about um, when I shared my first few chapters of the novel that I'm revising right now. And um, there was something, well, one, it was interesting because every single person noted the exact same thing that wasn't working. Um, and then I was asking about something else and to be able to ask specifically, like, how is this working? And then one of the things that's useful about people giving feedback is, um, you know, where you can't explain why you did what you did is it shows you that whatever you were doing was not clear. Um, but then in the process of explaining, you're able to maybe work with somebody to figure out how to make it more clear. And Amy made a comment back as I was sort of like saying, look, this is what I was trying to do, but I know it's not working. And she made a comment back that just changed everything about what I was doing in a, not in a like, oh God, now I have to rewrite the whole thing, but it was such a small thing <laughs> that sort of helped me shift the focus of what I was dealing with. Um, and I, I had a character who uh, I was worried about was being turned into kind of like a nice guy archetype. And I didn't want that. Um, and also had a lot of I knew there needed to be a lot of tension, but the tension all at the time seemed to revolve just around like his jealousy towards the main character's other interests. And that was not good. That wasn't working for me either, but I just really couldn't see my way through. And Amy was like, well, what if you had this happen? And it was like, oh, that's completely changes everything. Um, and I don't know if that would have happened if she had just been giving me comments initially and then I had sat there and taken them um, because it was just in me saying like, well, but this is what I'm trying to do. And this is where I was trying to go. Um, that then the idea came. So it, it definitely, I think makes a difference. For uh, listeners, the way that we, <laughs> the way that we typically do this is that, I mean, most of what we're doing is on chat and people send around something, one thing every week. Uh, and then we kind of fix the time uh, that is pretty convenient for everybody in all different time zones. And then just sort of pile in with lots of comments, either by text or in comments in the Word document. And what I really like about that process is that, um, like what Megan is saying, you know, there's something that everybody kind of understands is not, like they've, they've all sort of picked it out or a lot of people have picked it out. And then you explain or whoever is explaining what they're trying to do. And then everyone also gives some suggestions and probably uh, no one is actually gonna use any of those suggestions like literally, you know, 100%, but it starts you thinking and it is, I think, really constructive process. Um, and I, like, I really enjoyed all the comments that I got on mine and it just gives you so many different ideas and directions to go. Uh, and so it's been like, it's not very much like a workshop as much as it's like uh, some kind of co 
collective like brain basically that helps you out of stuck spots I think a lot so that's what I think is it's like very useful if you're like I know this isn't working or you know you think something is more or less working but you want to see what happens when it lands with other human beings outside your own head so I think that's been um, really helpful I think uh, if I were starting completely over, probably I would, uh, I agree with Aaron, probably having like every month or every two months, uh, some kind of video chat or some way that you can like have something that's a little bit more personal than just chat, um, chatting was good. And then also I think we eventually sort of by default set it, settled on the timing and like our structure for how we would exchange dra drafts. And now I know that, um, it's useful to just sort of agree, like what is a time probably on the weekend that people are going to be able to, you know, spend 30 minutes or an hour like on their phone to actually kind of go back and forth and have that conversation. Um, but I think, I mean, these are small things, but that is probably one of the bigger things is to sort of just fix a couple of check-in times or points um, for the whole group so that you can kind of use that to discuss. I, so what is, is there one particular thing that you've learned from other people, like about your own writing or something, if you want to share that um, from our discussions in the group? And I mean, I have, uh, I like, I'm kind of a stickler about grammar, but I definitely use dashes a lot. And Sarah pointed that out pretty categorically in my first chapter draft that I recently circulated. Uh, and so that was <laughs> very useful. It's definitely just like my default form of punctuation in in speech and now I'm a lot more careful about it. So that's a small thing. It doesn't have to be some huge like world changing thing, but I'm just curious if you have anything that you've learned that you want to share. I knew this was a problem for me already, but parentheses, I have a big parentheses problem. And then another thing is um, sensory detail. Sarah in particular, I think is really good about pointing out um, where more sensory detail is needed. And we all experience the world a little differently. So different sense details are going to stick out to each of us depending on that perspective. So it's very helpful to um, kind of put a little something in my writing for everybody's um, sensibilities. And I would say, um, kind of on a larger scale, that it's I've learned, and I guess I kind of knew this logically, but it was nice to see everybody is trying to fit writing into their everyday lives and everyone's day jobs and kids or new babies or all the things that are happening with us. It's kind of like a forgiving feeling to, and we've all been so forgiving about to each other about like, oh, well, you know, I don't have anything for this week or I haven't had anything. I personally haven't submitted anything in a long time, but I don't feel, I feel like that's okay because everyone has a lot of things going on, especially now. And um, so anyway, it's just been nice to learn that everyone has a lot of different things going on and we're still just trying to fit writing in and getting it done. And no matter how much you get done is fine enough. And just, we're all just, you know, continuing to plug away at our own pace, so. Yeah, I, I like that too, the forgiving. I think I learned that as well. Just also, um, like with that, I, I think you said this too, Erin, but like forgiving yourself for not working on stuff and just being like, it's okay, writing will happen eventually. Um, I think that's been really good. And um, I know one thing with my own writing, I learned, I think I've only submitted one thing too. It's been a while, but um, some people told me that the stuff was funny, which I had never thought about at all. And it was just kind of mind blowing to me. I think I had to sit there for a bit and be like, oh, I guess this was kind of funny. Um, so that kind of opened up a lot for me because I was always thinking of myself as being a very serious writer. And I really liked the idea oh, like this writing can be really playful. And that's something that actually came naturally that I didn't even think about. Um, I mean, I think I should still work on it more, but I really liked that confirmation that I could do different styles and it could be fun and playful. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I also think it's really instructive to just uh, critique other people's works or read through it because you get to see what's working for you and what questions you have or things that you really like about somebody else's writing. And that being forced to think about it in that way uh, often helps you like have insights into your own writing that you wouldn't otherwise get. Yeah, definitely. And that fits with what I have been thinking about, which is all of us, somebody mentioned earlier, I think it was Aaron, but um, we all write different stuff um, and have very different styles and very different genres. I mean, everything from, you know, Southern Gothic to young adult. And, um, but it's been, it's actually, it has helped so much. And I know a lot of writing groups will coalesce around genre, um, which is great in some ways, but I feel like this one being able to talk about um you know reading reading like one of peter's southern gothic things or amy's romantic comedies or you know nicole yours was funny and just that that being able to kind of i read pretty widely just for fun but not necessarily critically and so it's been really helpful um for adding just more like texture and depth to my own writing, I hope anyway, um, to be able to see all of the different things and think about how how different genres are put together um, and how the different language works and um, everything from you know punctuation and sensory details to like bigger picture stuff. And I love when someone reads something and they share the link and then we end up in this long discussion of like poetry or I don't even know something else, some, some artist's process or something like that. Um, and you know, you'll go do something for an hour and come back and there's like 127 messages on your phone. <laughs> and, um, it's this, been this great conversation. Um, and I like the spontaneity of that and the way that we can kind of pop in and out and the group is large enough that we always have, I guess we always have a quorum, like it's, it's possible to have enough people to, you know, there's always three or four people at least who are available to do a critique session or jump in on a conversation. Um, but it's not so large that it's unwieldy and that we don't know each other either. Um, so that was actually two things. And I don't even remember if that was what Olivia's original question was. <laughs> it was what we learned, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I like, yeah, I think, I mean, especially, you know, the group has grown and it's grown into its own and uh, and it is basically kind of constant chat at this point. So if you're not into constant chat, then this is, it's probably not that fun for you. But uh, it's been interesting just because different people are working on different things. We, had a, we went pretty deep on like whether we'll still have restaurants after this situation or whatever. And I think it's been, you know, also a good way to process like what does it mean to write a scene written in, you know, the world that we lived in in January and what does that feel like in the future and just like sort of process like how to like how to imagine the world, um, which is separate than I mean, have, you know, friend groups where we process like how we're feeling and things like that. But this is much more about like how what kind of imagination you have and I, like, I don't know, not being very articulate, but it is, it has been really, I think, fun to like to have a place to go to be like a writer in this situation um, as well. So, yeah. And I think having the open genres or having everybody write different ones ended up contributing to that in a way because it didn't feel like we were all trying to send each other chapters because we were about to query and we were checking in with each other about publication or we didn't have a very narrow focus. Um, we just kind of had space to talk about writing, talk about anything we wanted. If we wanted to try something new, I felt like in this group we had the space to do that versus having a very specific focus. I like the spontane spontaneity of the running chat too. I think having a, a set time when we're going to check in or do an exercise together or critique is great but i also really like not having to wait if i'm writing in the morning and i have a breakthrough that i want to share or i run across an article that i think is really interesting it's really nice to just be able to have a place to drop that and share and discuss with other people 
yeah, it feels very modern. I really like, you know, very contemporary. <laughs> um, yeah. I also, I mean, like, this is not related to any of the questions, but I think it's, it's felt really safe. Um, and so I think, especially once we had done the full cycle and you saw that nobody was a jerk to anybody else or, you know, whatever, uh, then it's been, I think probably that's presumably one of the, like the, in the motivating factors for now, people are sort of like, Oh, I have this thing. Can you just look at it? And it's much more casual rather before it was like, okay, this is my week. I have to send something or whatever. Um, and now it's like, you know, you know, that you have an audience of people who will look at things for you. Yeah, definitely. And I also really like having the chat because we have a written com like a written record of stuff. So if I forget what somebody said, I can always just go back and look at it. Um, or if I don't have time to read the 57 links that got shared in like one hour, then <laughs> I can go find them again. Um, so that is helpful. And yeah, and since we are all on different schedules and everything, it is, um, it's good. I like the way, so <clears throat> just for listeners who are interested in kind of doing this on doing this themselves and forming their own is what we did was initially we had a schedule of like a rotation of who shared when and we went through it so everyone had a chance to share something but then it like Olivia said it all just kind of broke down after that and um, part of that was just due to people's lives and part of it was just whoever had something new ready because um, we all know that sometimes it takes a really long time to have something new going um, so especially when you're working um, and you have everything else and your writing is just kind of on the side. Um, and so that, that's sort of what we did is, but I think you're right. Like having, I think if, if I were to give advice and I guess that's going to be my question. Um, if I were to give advice is to have some sort of schedule at the beginning and then, um, you know, like I said earlier, be flexible though about letting go when you need to. I mean, my advice would be don't be scared. Like I can be, I often like judge a whole, like a room or a situation and try to figure out like, okay, what am I supposed to do uh, before I jump in? I mean, you can, listeners won't know the long pauses after uh, everybody talks, but everybody does that to some, some degree. Um, and I think, of course, we could have accidentally had less safe people. So everybody was really kind and constructive. Uh, so you know, hold something back, I guess. But uh, I think I wish I had like been more sharing, like more sharing uh, or done more sharing early on rather than, you know, I feel like later I warmed up to it, even though obviously like Megan, like this was my, this was our dream. We wanted to do it, but it's still scary. It is scary because if you haven't been sharing your work with other writers, if you've maybe just been having a friend read something, of course they're going to say they like it, but they're not going to really tell you maybe much else that's helpful. So it's, um, it's hard to strike that balance of vulnerability, I think, especially with new people. I think in a way though, new people are sometimes a little easier because I don't know if anyone else has had the experience where someone finds out that you write and they're like, oh, I do too. And then they share something with you and you're like, wow, this is really terrible, but I don't know how to say that or, you know, whatever. And, um, or maybe it's really good and then you're super jealous. And um, I have to say like, I'm thrilled that that did not happen here. Um, but, you know, obviously I've known Olivia for like 20 years and when we first started sharing writing, I think because we had always kind of, you know, we, we knew we met each other at school where you're writing and you're sharing stuff. And, um, that was not really an issue, but like Amy said, we'd known each other in a, a I would say a professional context, but it's really very loose, uh, <laughs> as far as the professionalism of the context in which we know each other. Um, but you know, I've known Amy for a really long time online and, um, you know, it would have been really awkward uh, if she hadn't liked what I like, right. Or the other way around. And if you're just being nice to me, please don't tell me. Um, <laughs> but, um, so you do have to kind of be aware that that is a possibility. Um, but I don't know. I feel like we all got really lucky in that, in that way. 
I don't know what to do to like avoid that. Um, so just, that's just one of the, that's one of the benefits I think of going in with people that you don't know very well, um, is that if they, if it's not a good fit, it's really easy to say, all right, well, I'm done and, um, leave. Yeah, I guess maybe like jumping off that a little bit, I think maybe my advice would be just to not be afraid to try a bunch of different groups. Cause I think sometimes, you know, I think Stephanie said this, like it is like lightning in a bottle. Like it really depends on the chemistry of the people involved and stuff. So I guess I would say, don't be afraid to try it a couple times just to see, you know, maybe different people work with you better. And you don't know that until you try, which is really scary. I know for me, I'm kind of more on the introverted side. So it's, it's scary to put yourself out there, but I think it's totally worth it. So just try a couple of times. And I feel like it's good to have at the beginning some ground rules, which I feel like we did um, in like initial emails and just really basic things that maybe, you know, depending on your mix of people might not know, but be kind and, you know, we don't tolerate certain things like, you know, obviously racism, we don't tolerate just a certain, you know, lots of things and just be mindful of other people, just obvious basic ground rules. But, you know, when you get a mix of people, you might not, they might need to be reminded of that. And I've been in writing group situations where people were writing about some iffy, dicey topics in inappropriate ways. And the leader of the group just had to actually say, this is not tolerated here. This is not how we do things. So this may not be the group for you, but that, you know, we were all good on that. So. Yeah, I think having common goals um, helps a lot too. And when we were setting this up, we actually did have an application form that was had a lot of questions and then also asked a couple of sort of silly questions. Uh, um, well, they looked silly on the surface about sort of your feelings towards certain like pop culture things like, um, you know, some movies and some other things. I can't even remember off the top of my head all of the the stuff and and the reason we had those in there was really to judge sort of a basic um, personality fit and so you know that sort of thing is important too. I will say we didn't reject anybody, so um, it was all okay. But uh, yeah, it's it's helpful to sort of pre-screen, I guess. Um, and also, the purpose was to make sure everybody was sort of equally committed. Um, when we talk about talk about having the same goals. I think maybe not everybody's goal is to get published and, you know, write like a million books or whatever, but, um, you know, to, to all have sort of the same, the same basic, what we want to get out of writing, um, is helpful. So, um, did we want to talk about goals, Olivia? Like our own goals? Or yeah, or not. I mean, we don't have to. I just that normally we wrap up the season by kind of talking about our goals going forward. And I didn't know if we want to do that separately or if we wanted to um, maybe talk about that as a group and see what's kind of up to that. Yeah, what do you are you guys, y'all, open to uh, talking about your writing goals or not? It's up to you. I mean, you can, you can totally say, say no, no but yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm up for it. Okay. Um, well, and I would say also that this, I have somehow for some reason gotten a little bit away. I've been more writing in my notebooks lately and just, you know, kind of like the whole process journal we were talking about in the chat and, um, you know, journaling type of things and notebooks. And I've really kind of gotten off of my formal draft, but definitely this group has kept me tied to writing. Um, in all kinds of ways but so a goal for me is all through this summer i really do want to i'm not going to say finish a whole draft because i always put too much pressure on myself and then of course that stops me and paralyzes me and then the whole spiral happens so <laughs> but concerted work <laughs> definitely concerted uh focused work on a draft on my historical fiction that is i have to really decide on a topic, which I have my ideas. I just, you know, need to pick one because it kind of like Jessica Abel says, you have to pick one thing and do the one thing and let everything else kind of 
sit there just for a minute. And then when you finish the first thing, you're free to work on your next things. So that would be my goal, I would say, for the next few months. That's like a good goal. I've had the same problem that Aaron has um, with the focusing on journal, you know, journaling and stuff. And I think, I mean, obviously with all the stuff that's going on in the world right now, there are a lot of feelings to process and a lot of thoughts to process. And sometimes it can be hard to sit down and focus until you've gotten all that out. And I do tend to sort of treat my um, journal as like a warm up. And, um, but there are times when, you know, I spend 30 minutes doing that and then I'm like, well, I'm done for the day. I've done my writing. And <laughs> I actually have not done any real writing. Uh, so I also would like to, um, I think, continue on with that because I think that that sort of processing is necessary, but maybe refocus more of my energy into um, into the revision that I'm working on. Um, but it's just, it's so much more fun to write new stuff than it is to fix old stuff. So that's something that I want to, you this summer? I'm going to say the exact opposite, I think, of what Megan just said. Um, when I sat down to write the, the draft that I have mostly done um, a little over a year ago, I felt like I really needed to have a draft in my back pocket before I could think of myself as a writer, which is a little bit silly. Um, and now I'm getting ready to start on a new project. I've just kind of started outlining. But one of the things that I have gotten from this group is the idea of focusing on exercises and writing just to build my skill um, and not necessarily coming up with a word count that's going to go into a draft. So especially right now when it's, it's a good time to be gentle with yourself, um, I'm going to spend some time working on exercises and character sketches and producing things that might not necessarily ever go into a draft, but that will make me a better writer. Um, I think in terms of goals for me, um, I like to do some writing practice, um, like Amy's suggesting, but I think my goal right now is just to be patient with my writing. And I think someone mentioned in the chat, like slow writing. And that's something I think um, when I started querying, I think last year, it felt like it was so product oriented. And that really threw me off of finishing anything really. So I think I'd like to, my goal is just to, just to focus on the process of writing and be okay if that's slow, no matter how slow that is. We really liked Nina LaCour's, all of her stuff that is about slow writing. I assume you're aware of it, but it like encourages the non-product focused uh, approach to writing, which we really like. Um, yeah. And also that Louise DeSalvo book, The Art of Slow Writing, which, oh my gosh, it's life changing. Yes. Like I had a therapist once say to me to, you know, you know, just be a little gentle, permissive and forgiving with yourself. And that book embodies all of that. It's so amazing. I'm just like, everything I already do is okay. And which is, it's motivating and that's inspiration in itself. <laughs> Yeah, that is a very, very good book, actually. I keep meaning to go back to it. I've been thinking about it lately. Uh, so my writing goals are always evolving, just depending on you know the situation that I'm in, what's going on at the time. Right now, now I'm really focused on one project uh, that I've been working on the past couple of months. But I think that my goals are just to kind of give myself space and to be flexible and to just, um, I guess, see where things take me. A good goal, definitely. Um, okay, my goal is well, I'm really close to finish me, finishing my book, like very close, and I'm like terrified of finishing books. I think I've realized that I think the previous book I wrote, I'm not sure I like fully finished it, even though I sort of finished it twice. 
Like, I think this whole, I have like three chapters that I need to write there. I know exactly what happens. I know how this book ends and I'm like basically doing literally anything to avoid it. So, um, I'm trying to finish that. I'm hoping to finish that in the next couple of weeks. And then obviously like, that's just a first draft. That's just like the thing that you basically gets you to a starting point, um, a different kind of starting point. But anyway, it's still an important like milestone. So I want to finish that. And then I want to also just like play around with some ideas. Um, Because one of the things that I'll do is I'll have an idea and then I really lock myself into it pretty early um, just because I've had that idea sort of what we were some of us already talking about. Um, And so I just want to play around for a bit and then like um, and let that kind of creative process and then choose something a little bit more deliberately. So you can hound me about finishing my book. If I haven't mentioned that I finished it in like two weeks, I'm really in trouble at that point. Okay. Do you guys, does anybody else have questions or anything else that they want to discuss with the group? We can stop recording and then we can chat more naturally as well. (laughs) But um, thank you all for coming on. And it's been really fun to get to know all of you this sort of season or year um, and have you in the writing group and like actually read your writing as well. It's been really great. Yeah, definitely. This is my favorite thing that we've done so far. So Thanks to everybody. Yeah, agree. And that's it for this week. You can find us online at marginallypodcast.com and on Instagram at marginallypodcast. Our email is podcast at marginallypodcast.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to our newsletter. The sign up form is on our website. And if you enjoy the show, please consider rating it and leaving a review in your podcast app and or sharing an episode with a friend. This will help us to grow our community. Thanks for listening and happy writing. Marginally is produced by the two of us, Megan and Olivia. So excuse any amateur issues. We're working on it. Theme music is It's Time by Scotty Casca. Show notes for every episode are available at marginallypodcast.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Marginally, you might also enjoy one of our favorite podcasts, Hashtag Am Writing with Jess and KJ. Every episode is full of great information and encouragement. Look for it wherever you get your podcasts or find the link in our show notes. Thanks for listening. Uh, Megan, it's your turn to ask a question. It is my turn. Okay. Um, since I, like you were saying, since I just rambled on, um,